Mom. Yes, son. I just made you watch AEW Dynamite. Woohoo! Welcome, everybody. Welcome to I Made My Mother Watch Wrestling M3W2, the only podcast on the internet fully cleared to compete by our local medical facility. My name is Tristan. My mom's name is Mom. We watch AW Dynamite, sometimes Rampage, and sometimes we dance with the devil in the pale moonlight and watch WWE. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Cast, and of course, Betamax. Mom, how are you doing on this chilly Thursday night? Snug as a bug in a rug, son. Snug as a bug in a rug. How was your Thanksgiving and your birthday? Oh, amazing. Amazing? Yes. <laughs> we ate ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> yeah, into a coma. <laughs> of course, as is. <laughs> that's the North American way. <laughs> All right? It seems to be. It's the same way in Canada as it is down here. Yes. We had the traditional Thanksgiving meal of fettuccine alfredo <laughs> yes yeah yeah we've gone by you know we've thrown that traditional by the wayside yeah it's true i i hope one day i aspire one day to fry a turkey but i'm too lazy <laughs> to, <laughs> to do that it sounds the, delicious the conditions are not yet perfect that's that. true so. we, we don't really have the the facilities to do that right, at the moment, right? Uh, I suppose. But otherwise, I'm glad to hear that you had a, a good beginning, good start to the holiday season. So before we get started tonight, I'm going to let you know about a little change to the format of the show. Not this week, but in the weeks coming up. The reality of our little show here is that it, it really is a little show. And as such, we got to do something to spice things up, I suppose. Ooh. We reside in a niche within a niche within a niche, right? Like, we cover wrestling, but really only AEW. And we cover AEW, but it's a mother-son podcast, right? There is a, <laughs> like, there, it's a, it's a descending <laughs> sort of, sort of narrowing of the breadth of our potential viewer base, right? Are you kidding? There should be millions watching us. The millions. Or listening to us. And millions of not, mom's fans. Not seeing us. Not No, not seeing us. We're on YouTube, but uh, no, not definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not seeing us. That would no. never, that would never We're ever happen. We're radio people. Yeah. We're radio personalities. I have a face for radio <laughs> and a voice for silent movies. We're normal people, folks. Just normal folks. That's right. Screwing around, watching Dynamite, and next week... Watching WWE SmackDown. No! <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. So here's the plan. Tomorrow, uh, next week will be a test run of a SmackDown viewing. Um, <laughs> what we might do from then on out going forward, starting with Winter's Coming, AEW's ridiculously named <laughs> sort of TV special. Yeah. December 14th. Yeah. Uh, what we'll probably start doing 
is watching Dynamite and watching SmackDown and covering them both on a show Friday night. Okay. So we're going to try and condense the Dynamite review down a little bit, make room for SmackDown and get this whole thing done uh, in around an hour. And we're going to see if that's possible. (laughs) I accept that. But to dip our toes in the water next week, the show will be on Friday night, Saturday morning, depending on when you listen to it. Uh, I suppose, but we will be covering SmackDown next week. <sighs> God help us. Do I need to be strung out on caffeine? You're going to have to be strung out on something. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to introduce some new flavor into Woo! your life. <laughs> might... Something with a little Ric Flair. Oh, God. <laughs> Woo! Some, uh, a little bit of, you get a little uh, RVD goodness <laughs> into you there. But you know what else? What? will never change, that will always be there for you in your time of need. What? That was a fucking weird intro. Here's the news! (laughs) You're not even a real journalism. That's right. The internet's got the scoops! You know something, brother? Observe this, brother! This is what we call a rag sheet, brother! Not all transitions are made equally. Mom! Speculation about William Regal's contract status is running rampant, with some outlets reporting that he's a lock to head back to WWE and retake a backstage role as soon as this month. Uh, As there isn't really a tremendous amount of reliable info here, and some say that his contract is up this month, others say he has an out, some people are saying that he signed a three-year deal or a one-year deal or who knows, but it certainly looked like he was done after this week's Dynamite. But I have no idea. It could all be a work. It's wrestling. Who knows? We'll stay updated on this over time. Mom, in a recent Fightful interview, FTR's Dax Harwood mentioned he believes their current deals are up around April, and he floated the idea of taking a year off TV while also claiming some form of loyalty to both Tony Khan and Triple H. Either way, expect fat stacks of cash to be wheeled their way sometime next year. Really? Really. I mean, it's a weird thing. It's a weird situation, you know, to sort of, uh, like, make uh, be non-committal about being on TV at all or not talking up, like, your current promotion or, or something like that. In order to get money, uh, it's, a, it's a strange atmosphere. All I can say is it's not necessarily the situation where the grass is greener on the other side. So... Be careful. It depends on what kind of green you mean. Hmm. This week, AEW kinda <laughs> Andrade El Idolo noted that he tore his pack in his August 17th trios match and worked the all-out casino ladder match injured. Luckily, there wasn't too much going on in that ladder match as that's where MJF came back and had the firm steal the chip, hmm. basically. Uh, he also apparently worked through a shoot feud online and backstage with Sammy Guevara. So this man is an absolute soldier. Get well, Andrade, and hopefully he can stay out of trouble. We move on to the main event of the evening, AEW Dynamite, Indianapolis, Indiana, 11-30-2022. Mom, what'd you think of the show overall? Overall, it was a pretty good show. There were some surprises. There were some ups and, and downs. And real drama. There were some ups, some ups, and some Some downs. (laughs) We kick things off with John Moxley, who comes out to the ring. He's still mad at William Regal. Last week, Moxley told him to run and not turn back. 
There's big Moxley chants as he comes to the ring. Uh, Moxley says that there's three certainties in this business. Death, taxes, and John Moxley says he's at the top of the food chain and there's not a man back there who has the balls to look him in the eye and tell him different. Enter a returning Hangman Page. Yeah, that was a surprise. Hangman who was concussed to the point where they legitimately had to put a stop to the match. (laughs) Last month, I think yeah. it was last month. Yep. He's been out ever since. Commentary said that he, they don't know if he's cleared or not. He gets in the ring and starts a brawl. Yeah, so, he, <laughs> so <laughs> he's pretty much cleared, I think. He looks yeah. like he's cleared. So uh, before he starts that brawl, Moxley looks him in the eye and asks him if he's sure he wants to do this, given what happens last happened last time, or maybe he doesn't remember. And then Hangman goes at him. Hangman attacks. They have a pull apart brawl outside. We have chance of a let them fight. Uh, crowd was pretty into this idea. I'm into this feud. What do you think? Sure. Hell yeah. It's great. It seems different, although we have seen it just, just recently. It seems different and fresh, and I'm fine with uh, Moxley not carrying the title right now. So I can see him with a, uh, uh, not a different level, not like Hangman's not on his level, but uh, a different like breadth of talent who wouldn't normally be coming for a title shot, right? So Moxley tries to uh, storm the ramp, and as he's going up the ramp, the poor guy <laughs> falls directly off the side of the ramp uh, down to the stage area, and uh, he looks to be okay, and there hasn't been any uh, injury news, so it uh, <laughs> he got right back into fighting. <laughs> he would not be deterred. So yeah, uh, glad he's okay. This segment was seven minutes long, and exactly all it needed to be yeah got the crowd going crazy it, it, yeah right they were start, so so yeah and they maintained that through this next match with dax harwood and brian danielson mom what'd you think of the match it was it, it was pretty good i think this was great yeah like at first i didn't know what was gonna happen but overall when you look at the whole thing yeah there was it was good these two are absolutely wonderful yeah like they were professional wrestlers yeah, really focused focused the crowd the was hot chanting ftr chanting for danielson at one point uh before they lock up the fans are chanting this is awesome this match is indeed awesome it is also mean immediately at the start of the match danielson hits an up kick off a rope break and immediately gets stomped for his efforts on the side of the head uh danielson of course cursed to forever sell his head <laughs> because of his past injuries yeah. And this match was no different. At, at one point, there's like uh, head-butting spots, which kind of makes me uncomfortable when a guy with concussion history is is doing, you know, really worked head butts, but still not not the best look. But that's the point, trying to get you worked up, I suppose. Uh, the match was awesome. After a rolling pin reversal spot where they go back and forth, cradling each other, Danielson reverses into the bell lock for the win. My recommendation is watch this match. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you're right. Awesome yeah, well. it was pretty good. Now, when I think back, you know, because sometimes at the beginning I tend to forget because there's so many other matches and everything going on, and then when I hear you recalling it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it, it was, was good, pretty wasn't good. It? <laughs> <laughs> so Danielson offers a handshake to Dax, but Dax blows him off, walks away, and then turns around, basically goes, "I'm just fucking with you," and gives him yeah. a handshake and yeah. a hug, and the crowd cheers, and everybody rejoiced that was good it was 
It was awesome. We get a Ricky Starks promo backstage. He's up for a title match. He announces he'll be in the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal because he's coming for everything MJF has, including the title. He'll prove he's absolute. You know, they all are. (laughs) They all (laughs) say that. Okay. All right. We'll see. Like, Ricky Starks is already the number one, already the number one contender. In this promo, he's saying that he's also entering it so he can take something else away from MJF. I guess he'll win it so that in his match, he can use it against MJF or something, but MJF is supposed to be heel, I guess, or Ethan Page is going to win it. I don't care. I've never cared about this. This is also, this has always just been something MJF has. <laughs> but he doesn't need the ring anymore because he has, he's inherited the brass knuckles from one uh, William Regal, mm-hmm. rest in peace. We'll talk about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. He's been using it too. <laughs> Two security guards are escorting Hangman Page out of the building, which is shockingly not enough to prevent a brawl as John Moxley turns up and goes at Hangman Page. Hangman throws him into the wonderfully audible uh, garage bay doors there. Yeah, yeah. This time, it's, instead of Ricky Starks, the door accepted Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's right? true. Last time we saw someone get thrown into a, a garage door, they were they were injured. Both of them are thrown out of the building, appropriately. We cut back to Renee, (laughs) and this is live. (laughs) So her husband has just been thrown out of the building. Renee is unaware (laughs) of this live interview segment with the Jericho Appreciation Society and Claudio and Wheeler Yuta of the BCC. Uh, So she's interviewing them. The Jericho Appreciation Society is without the man they appreciate who is in Australia. Is he? What is he doing in Australia? Anybody know? <laughs> Call me if you know. Okay. That's <laughs> M3W2podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Call mom. <laughs> Call me now, like uh, Miss Cleo used to say. That's right. <laughs> is she out of jail? I don't. Maybe she's <laughs> she in go Australia to too. I don't know. I Maybe don't she's know. in jail in Australia. Uh, uh, that's for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> this is this is the entertainment portion of the program. That's right. <laughs> our viewership, our viewership indicates that there is no entertainment <laughs> portion of the program. Entertainment value? Come on, mm, it's off the charts. So Jericho Appreciation Society says that Claudio is going to have to join uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Daddy, Daddy Magic tells him that he should like sports entertaining and not wrestling. And you know what? If he wanted to, he could yodel. I bet you like to lo- yodel, Claudio. Daddy Magic is awesome. Hager is also awesome. He likes his hat so much that he bought matching pants and a fanny pack. And out of that fanny pack, he pulls another hat and throws it to Claudio. Yeah, it was gone. Total 80s. Total 80s. Uh, that's true. <laughs> it was 80s night, as we'll see later. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they're going to have a... Looks like they're going to have a tag match, but it's Jericho and Claudio at final battle for the ROH title. And this also sets up Yuta versus Garcia for the pure title. We move on to Samoa Joe versus AR Fox. TNT title open challenge. The top. Okay, look, the challenge isn't open if you immediately define a challenger. It is just a match that you booked. (laughs) That's okay. An open challenge, theoretically, storyline wise. It's something anyone could accept. Yeah, you've got a point there. Ah. <laughs> but anyway, Mom, what'd you think of this match? Pretty good match. It was pretty good. Yeah. I was worried that it either wasn't going to get out of time or it was going to be a squash. 
of a guy that was just signed to the company, but it was actually pretty good. But it's A.R. Fox. It was A.R. Fox. So, it was Samoa Joe doing Samoa Joe things. Yeah. When like, he was wrestling a flyer. For, for me, it was it was great because I like them both. But I like A.R. Fox because he's his abilities are amazing. His abilities are amazing. So, so and it was great. his high flying is on point. But this is Samoa Joe we're talking about. So he starts yeah. out the match as the much larger man bullying A.R. Fox, of course, beating him up in the corner. Uh, Joe gets cocky on the outside and he nopes out of a A.R. Fox dive. Right. That's where Samoa Joe just turns away as somebody's doing some flippy shit. <laughs> and shakes his head, right? And goes, nope, that shit ain't going to work on me. But A.R. Fox rolls out of it on, as he lands on the outside and uh, hits Samoa Joe with a boot. Uh, the camera makes like zero attempt to capture this, which is annoying. There's a couple of key things that the camera shots miss tonight. They'll cut for a million other things, but <laughs> they won't cut around Samoa Joe so we can see the cool uh, flipping rollout of A.R. Fox. But uh, also say that A.R. Fox has a great sympathetic look when he's selling, when he's getting his ass kicked. Like, you really you really do get into it when this guy's, you know, in peril, I suppose. Yeah, he sells it great. He does sell amazingly. Uh, he makes a comeback. He hits a 450 splash. It's not enough. Joe nopes out of another one, then hits a muscle buster for the win in what was a pretty decent match. So afterwards, Joe takes the mic. He says he is the king of television, which is what I called him after he won it full gear. And a wild turtleneck Wardlow appears on the Tron. <laughs> <laughs> he makes fun of their tag team name, War Joe, and says it's not Joe's world. It's Wardlow's world. And Joe looks around as not to be attacked from behind again, which is smart. There seems to be a pattern going on here. Okay. Like... Everyone's claiming it's their world. It's their house. It's their house. It's, it's my ring. It's my ring. Like <laughs> you're gonna have fun on SmackDown then. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's theirs. Wardlow's world, and the crowd seems to be into Wardlow, but not as much as they were. Sounds like a TV show. It's Wardlow's world. It's like Bobby's world, <laughs> except Bobby is like seven feet tall. Oh, I'd watch about that remake. Seventy years old now. <laughs> it's the gritty, yeah. It's the gritty remake of Bobby's World. Mom, next up, Hobbs walks through the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that was on the show. Yeah, was Hobbs was was old powerhouse Hobbs walking through the ghetto, and we're going to see more of Hobbs in the ghetto, which is fine, I suppose. <laughs> it's going to lead to something, maybe, but it's a it's a promo package for old Will Hobbs. We move on to Taz breaking down how Hook beat Lee Moriarty on an episode of Rampage. How he, you know, turned a submission into the Red Rum and retained the FTW title. I sort of missed these breakdowns earlier, like early on in AEW when Taz first started doing commentary. He would do stuff like this when he was with uh, Team Taz. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind the 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 sports science-esque yeah. breakdown yeah, it was of a move every now and then. I like to see him do it with Branch out, though, not just his son or other <laughs> guys he used to be associated with, but pretty much everybody, right? Like, show me show me the breakdown of Warlow doing, like, six power bombs on a dude. <laughs> right. Why not? <laughs> so, 
William Regal comes to the ring next. And just so everybody, you know, if you want to consider his status, notice that there is zero effort put into his personal music or the Tron behind him. His video just says William Regal in a British flag. Uh, essentially unmoving and unchanging. So, uh, yeah, he introduces MJF. MJF gets in the ring and he hugs Regal. And the crowd chants, shut the fuck up as he starts talking. MJF reads a recent email he got from Regal where Regal says he's willing to help him become a true villain. Uh, he met with Regal many times behind closed doors before Full Gear to plot his takeover of AEW. And he runs down the crowd and says, much like all of you, this title is garbage. And he throws the AEW title out of the ring and he reveals his own personalized title, the Burberry belt, the BBB, which has a Burberry leather patterned. It's tacky, right? It looks it's a like tacky a cheap, belt. cheap knockoff is it what does, it does. Which is the point, right? Because he, yeah. he is a... Uh, uh, a, a classy, classless person. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks right? everything he does is class. Of course. Of course he does, <laughs> right? Us poors wouldn't understand, as MJF would say. MJF calls out fake tough guys in the back, like Eddie Kingston, who MJF says will never be world champion. Guys like Ricky Starks. And MJF calls Brian Danielson a fake wrestler. And at this point, MJF is trying to do whatever he can to squeeze any kind of reaction out of the crowd. Right. And he's not getting the reactions he wants at the time he wants them. This was a tough crowd. This became a tough crowd. And it pretty much started here. Yeah. From here on out. Uh, until about the main event. The main event, everybody was literally standing. So you can't say they weren't no, into that's it right. there. That's right. But yeah, he wasn't getting the reactions he wanted other than when he was taking, you know, your cheap heat shots of the crowd, calling him pores and morons and all uh, the other stuff that you normally do as a heel. I think the problem, it was a little long winded, even for MJF. This was it 17 was, minutes yes, long. It was, it was too long. And I think he just zoned the crowd out. I think like he did. I think this was on purpose. Maybe. Because pretty soon up here. Uh, he references uh, Triple H and Nick Khan and the bargaining, the uh, bidding war of 2024 and all the stuff he normally goes into. Mm -hmm. And Triple H was known for opening the shows for a very long time with these long and winding, oh, really? boring oh, promos. So, so there was a purpose for this then. Okay. There was a purpose. But for me as a viewer, mm -hmm. uh, referencing something that was bad doesn't make it good. Yeah, you're right. This could have been cut in half or cut into a third. It didn't need to be more than the seven to 10 minutes that the opening segment was yep. uh, per se. The other problem with this segment is that while MJF runs down people, no one comes out to confront him, which yeah, so was sort of necessary to draw this out as long as they wanted to. Right Now, the ending is pretty good and it sort of bookends the story he told at the beginning, which we'll get to here in a second. But if you're going, that could have been done in eight or nine minutes. Yeah. It didn't have to be almost 20 minutes. Yeah, long. it was a long one. So, he says that, well, maybe in 2024 he won't wrestle at all. Maybe Hollywood is going to call and Hollywood <laughs> is going to win. Okay, MJF. All now, right. he calls the fans out for being fickle. And he looks into the camera and he says, but you are going to tune in anyway. On the show, we rarely talk about ratings, right? A lot of shows talk about you know AEW and wwe ratings and demographics and we we don't we're going to mention it this time because it is actually relevant to what mjf said 
This was the lowest rated Dynamite in a very long time. Oh, was it? Yeah, in the last two years, I think this was the lowest rated. Why? <laughs> you know, going back to Thanksgiving of 2022. AEW is at a point where they're starting to u- lose young viewership. Part of that is because of ROH. No one gives a shit about ROH. Right? No one cares. I don't care about it. No one cares. And I'm old. Constantly pushed down our throat. The only feud, the Blackpool Combat Club, who seem to be about to break up, the only feud that they've ever had is with the Jericho Appreciation Society this entire time. Mm-hmm. Right? We are just, I think we're just about to close that out. And it's just been going on and on and on and on forever, like this MJF promo. These are the types of promos and the types of things that Triple H used to say on TV all the time as WWE rank uh, ratings were tanking. You know, WWE, of course, has lost millions and millions of viewers over time. Part of that is just the natural trend of television viewership in general. Now, WWE has been making more and more and more rights money, you know, from television networks because they're considered essentially live sports, even though WWE doesn't want to really present itself as such, or Vince McMahon didn't want to present it in that way. It's still how it's sold and how it's marketed, even though it's an entertainment program. Looking into the camera and telling people you will never stop watching this is one of the number one ways to get people to tune out and never watch again. These are the types of things I don't want to see out of anybody, heel or not, on the television show. There's a way to draw heat that's not turn off the TV heat, right? That's not insulting your intelligence type of heat. And that's, it's just not what people want to hear. It's what people left WWE for, right? It's why people stopped watching that. When the fucking people, you know, Triple H is coming out as an authority with Stephanie McMahon, and they're looking at you and saying, huh, you fucking Marks are going to watch this anyway. You and your your buddy Mark at home, I think, is, is the quote from Triple H one time. Really? you know, are going to sit there and you're going to tune in anyway, no matter what happens. That's why AEW was allowed to begin in the first place, because there were enough disenfranchised wrestling fans that were looking for an alternative. And now the title holder of the alternative is looking at you directly into the camera and saying the exact same thing, heel or babyface. You never want that to happen. No, they need to stop this crap. People are going, well... Well, it's going to make you want MJF, you know, to get beat for the title. And MJF says that in the promo. He says that you're going to tune every week to see which person is going to try and beat me. And no one's going to beat me. And I'm going to hold this forever. And I'm rarely going to wrestle. And that's what you stopped watching WWE for. That's right. So why would you continue to watch AEW? AEW doesn't have any on-screen authority to come in and check MJF. So you can't expect anybody to come out and go, no, you're going to wrestle every week because you said that. You don't expect anything to change. So as a viewer, I think MJF is barely ever going to wrestle. He's always going to win because he's going to cheat. No one has a chance. They told me, they looked me dead in the eye and said, fuck you, you're going to watch anyway, no matter what we do. So why would I watch (laughs) Well, they, right? if you don't want my viewership, why would I watch the show? They do the same thing in the women's program with this. What do they call that? Interim championship or that or is with, gone. OK, get, yay. But with Jade, like there hasn't been much happening, but she still holds on to her championship. Oh, we will get to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we will. I certainly will. We will get to that. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's the same thing. Like 
We want to see action. We right? do. We want to see action. I change. don't want. I don't want another Brock Lesnar title reign. No. We'll talk about this next Friday. Roman Reigns, or but whatever. I don't need a Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns title reign. I don't need part timers holding the title. I don't want to see that, right? And if I don't want to, like, it's not event television to me. If MJF only wrestles once in a while, I want to see builds. Yeah. I want to see interesting storylines. I don't want a dictatorship in the wrestling championship. I want to see some change once in a while. And you may go, well, they know what they're doing. They're only trying to draw heat and, you know, this will work and they're not actually going to do it. But the only point of reference that I have is from when I watched WWE and they looked at me and went, you're fucking stupid for continuing to watch that. And I went, you know what? You're right. And I stopped. I completely stopped. We watch a WWE pay-per-view every now and then. We're probably going to start watching SmackDown as it might help with our viewership or listenership here on the podcast. May, maybe not help with maybe. my sanity, but it may help with the viewers. <laughs> this podcast was never about your sanity. <laughs> okay. Refer to the title. I made my mother watch wrestling. And you know what? You've been enjoying it far too much. <laughs> You know what? If you listen to this podcast, you're stupid. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine looking at your audience and seriously telling them, if you watch this and continue to watch it, you're an idiot. Yeah. And for 17 minutes. <laughs> and then making more money than you've ever made in the history of your company, which is what happened with the WWE. And then they got the Saudi deal. And there's like a billion reasons not to watch it. But for the sake of the show... I suppose that we're going to have to do it. We're going to critique it. Oh, yeah. We're going to critique it. Right? Because we're, we're fans. But. I'm not, I'm not really a fan. Hey, may, maybe it's. <laughs> Am maybe I? it's. Uh, well. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think I, I'm only like just, halfway through MJF's promo here. Well, it was 17 minutes, so we might as well take 17 minutes <laughs> to critique it. It's true. So, yeah, he calls himself a special attraction. He's going to have a reign of terror that, that will make Bruno San Martino turn in his grave. And that actually got a reaction uh, yeah, that did. in the building. <laughs> so MJF thanks William Regal and says that without him, this wouldn't be possible. He then immediately hits Regal behind from behind with the brass knuckles, lays him out dead. Uh, Regal does sell this like death, I will say. Mm -hmm. Over his dead body, MJF recounts Regal's first email. And this is indeed... Revenge. And wow, that is a great bookend. This was almost 20 minutes long. <sighs> so we cut to commercial. We come back. Brian Danielson, uh, you know, walks out with the the stretchered William Regal as he's carried into an ambulance to go to the local medical facility, as WWE would say. <laughs> the local, yeah. But okay, so I have to admit And Brian gets into yes. into it with him and Brian sells it yes. really well. I have to admit that when Brian Danielson came out, it really sold me. So, so like when I when I watch something tragic happen on TV, you know, it's not like real, real, like it's it's yeah. a TV show, but you still get involved in the in the storyline because it's being sold and it's emotional. So when Brian Danielson came out, then that's when it got like emotional for me yeah. in the scene, mm -hmm. and and they sold that well. I, it was just too bad it took, like, 20 minutes to get get there. It is. And uh, AEW has this weird thing where storylines either take five minutes or ten years. And this storyline <laughs> with William Regal feels like 
we missed 90% of it. Like, we missed the part where he was with MJF, helping him become Triple H and establish a reign of terror, right? It felt like that was what was going to happen. And then eventually, you know, MJF does turn on him and Brian Danielson being the <laughs> being the baby face that he is still cares about William Regal enough to defend him. But this happened like William Regal, like literally hasn't said anything since that. Well, he, he said absolutely nothing on television. I don't know if he didn't want to cut promos or we sort of just checked out, but that's what we got. And he's negotiating. I, with I guess the... he's, I, I suppose he's probably going to leave here in a bit, maybe, or maybe he'll be back. I don't know. But if he comes back, it's weird. It's real weird. If he does come back. For me, it's neither because here this nor should have been this should have been months, yeah, right. Him with MJF, but instead MJF kills him immediately. MJF was with the firm for about twenty five seconds <laughs> yeah. as yeah. well. The firm who came out and Stokely Hathaway said that once MJF doesn't need us anymore, we will dissolve, and that didn't happen either. There is a a certain there's a lack of depth in this storyline. Uh, lack of extension. Meanwhile, like I said, Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Combat Club have been feuding for like 900 years. We get that, but then we also get 10 minutes of William Regal's relationship with MJF. It's it's out of whack. It's out of balance. And we need a little bit uh, more effort put into some of these storylines going forward. I agree. Uh, so yeah, we move on to Ricky Starks. Versus Arya Daivari, kind of. Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway come out, along with Matt Hardy, who apparently they own, which I thought was outlawed in the Constitution, but apparently I am mistaken. <laughs> uh, they send him to, they send Matt Hardy to the back. Page says that he's going to win the Dynamite Diamond Ring, and then he's going to win the title after MJF cleanly beats Ricky Starks. And Ricky Starks will cry back to the ring. Mom, what do we call this kind of match? Squash. A squash match. <laughs> and Starks wins with a Rochambeau. We move on to Tony Schiavone with Hater and Baker and Rebel in the back. Jamie Hater wants to sit down on Friday, just like Soraya is going to get a sit down interview on Friday. It was a promo about a promo. I made no notes. <laughs> That's how thrilled I was about it. Like... <laughs> She should have just sat down. She she wanted a sit-down promo, not a stand-up promo, as they were cutting just there. Anna Jay versus Willow is up next. What do you think? Willow! Willow! I love Willow. Willow Nightingale. She has infectious enthusiasm. Yes. I love her. And she needs to be used more. She's used a lot lately. It, yeah, but she needs to go for the title. Uh... Well, she needs to go against Jade. I think she, well, it's only been like a month since she, she needs has. to go now she against go. Jade. It's my title and I want it now. <laughs> like as soon as possible, please. <laughs> so Willow's Tron says nothing matters. Smile anyway, which is the most positively nihilistic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So her theme is also somehow more 80s than FDR's theme. <laughs> like. It's it's pretty good. It's got a pretty good uh, gimmick in Patch. He's like an eighties eighties Bailey almost. Willow takes most of the match. Uh, Tay Mello interferes sort of, but Anna Jay can't secure the pin, so Willow wins with a doctor bomb, and which was a a much better performance out of Anna Jay this week than when she was wrestling Tony Storm a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. 
So yeah, uh, decent match. Post match, Ruby Soho returns. Woohoo! It's her hometown. She attacks Tay Mello. Big crowd reaction. Uh, Mello did break her nose last time they were in the ring, and Sammy Guevara, her uh, husband there, dropped Ruby Soho on her head. So Ruby gives her the old destination unknown on the ramp. Uh, Sister Abigail, as it's called in WWE with Bray Wyatt, and yeah. Ruby Soho is back. Awesome. More Glad to see her back. I like I like her. More depth. I like her with, for the with roster. green hair. She reminds me of of um Shotzi. Of Shotzi? Yes. Uh Shotzi. I miss Shotzi. Shotzi's on SmackDown. I know. Maybe we'll That's see Shotzi. That's the only reason why I might watch it. Well, I'm gonna watch it. I wish Johnny Gargano was on SmackDown. Yeah, Aww. I like them too, actually. The Garganos. They're crazy, crazy couple. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I, they grew on me. They, they grew did. on me. Johnny Gargano is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And The Miz isn't. So I don't know. Hopefully he's not still feuding with him on Raw. But we're never going to watch Raw. Raw is three hours long. And I think I asked you one time what it would take for you to watch that on a weekly basis. And you said $10,000 a week. Yeah. I I don't have that much life expectancy, do I? (laughs) It's true. We don't want to lower it anymore. (laughs) Mom, Tony Schiavone is backstage with QT Marshall and Orange Cassidy. QT wants a shot at the All-Atlantic title on Rampage. Norris Cassie says, sure, great, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> QT says, yeah, it's going to be a lumberjack match. And Orange Cassie says, yeah, whatever, great. He wanted an argument, and Orange <laughs> nope. Cassidy doesn't give it. I That's love it. it. I love it. He just annoys the heck out of his opponents because, yeah, he knows how to get them. And what's this QT Marshall bit? <laughs> QT Marshall? Yeah, what is that? Is that... Is that how he wants his name? I think he is now a vice president of the company. Marshall. Legitimately. Oh, is he? Yeah. So he wants to be QT Marshall? No? Is like that, I don't know if that's actually his name or it's a gimmick to annoy you. Like when I was in fourth grade, there was this girl named Lauren and I said, hi, Lauren. And she looked at me and went, it's Lauren. <laughs> like Sophie Lauren. Oh, And it's, God. I don't know, 25 years later. <laughs> it's fucking, your name's Lauren. Your name's Lauren. That's right. <laughs> QT Marshall. I don't care. People can be called whatever the hell they want to be. I don't like lumberjack matches. I can't get enthused about lumberjack matches. Okay. Lumberjack matches are probably like a lumberjack match is probably the most boring stipulation that's used regularly on television. It's just some dudes standing outside. Remember last time they had a, a lumber Jill or lumber woman match in AEW and they were like, Six women outside the ring, <laughs> right? Like oh, two on each side. They just keep what shoving them back in. Yeah, the but you know, on the outside. eventually there's a brawl, and all the people on the outside brawl the baby faces and the heels, and then boring. the match concludes inside the ring. It boring. is boring. It is not as boring as a chairs match. Hopefully, you never have to endure. But that's just a match where you can use chairs. See, every year for the past, I don't know, ten years or so. WWE has made TLC a pay-per-view. The match is usually tables, ladders, and chairs, right? You can use all of those things. Uh, Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, made that famous and probably shortened all their lives and careers in the process. (laughs) So WWE turned that into a pay-per-view, but started splitting off the stipulations of each element of TLC. So you would start the pay-per-view with something called a chairs match, where there'd just be like 20 chairs, but it's no disqualification. So you could really use whatever you wanted all the time. I want to see a couch match. A couch? That's, yes. <laughs> like, a couch match. I want to see a couch okay, match. Okay, like, hold on. 
<laughs> Hold on. So what I'm picturing in my head is like a ladder match where they have all the ladders set up like vertically. Oh, I don't know else you wouldn't set a ladder up any other way, but still <laughs> stay with me here. <laughs> okay. Instead of ladders, there's just couches yes. all over the place. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> okay. okay. Why? They got every other piece of furniture. No, only couches. You said this was yeah. a couch match. They've had chairs matches, table matches, ladder matches, couch matches. Who? <laughs> Who? Other friends. Yeah, other people. We need to- Ottoman matches. <laughs> That's right. Side table matches. Yep. Crazy. Shoe stand matches. <laughs> I'm glad Vince is gone so we can't get those yeah, ideas Christmas put is in coming. Let's have a Christmas tree match. Now, they do have that shit. <laughs> Right, I still remember that (laughs) the the visual in the vision in my head of John Cena opening up a president at ringside, and it is a steel chair. (laughs) I still surprise a chair. I still remember that. (laughs) Wrestling does that goofy shit all the time. Uh, That I'm down for. Who, in your opinion, would be best suited for a couch match? Oh, a couch match. Oh, Eddie Kingston. (laughs) Why? Why? Because do you see do you see Eddie Kingston as a guy sitting outside drinking a beer on a worn out couch yes, like a, like Ozark? I do, or some shit. I do. <laughs> right, like what's her He's name's family? Like, yeah, like a regular guy. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see anybody like sitting there like totally buffed. 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 Like buffed? all muscular, oh. like like um. Miro or Wardlow, it, they would look strange sitting on. But they're a, the ones who could lift couch. the couches. No, and he could lift. Uh, oh yeah, he's got he's got the power. He's got, he's got the power. The, the power and the passion. <laughs> That's I just heard that song in my head <laughs> as he said that. That my friend in fourth grade made me dance to. I've got the power. Anyway, that's enough of my fantasies. <laughs> Let's move on to Jade Cargill's fantasies. Oh, man. She's out here in a Federal Reserve-approved bodysuit. Just cash. Looks like she's wearing Benjamin Franklin. It reminded me of the very first time I saw her. I'm just not impressed with that bullshit. So the next thing I wrote in my notes is, Mom's gonna love this. Yep, she's a narcissistic bitch. (laughs) That's what I wrote. Straight? Yep, straight to it. Straight to the point. I thought Jay was being, you know, established as a baby face, but apparently that's not uh, the case. It's changed now. Yeah. They just, uh, they turned her, her here, I guess, or maybe last week, but who knows? I just thought, oh my God, I'm going to hurl. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'd like to issue an apology. You see here, a few weeks ago, I said that the best friends in Jay Lethal and their promo, their backstage segment that had a weird cut in the middle where Trent Beretta called Jay Lethal and them scumbags over and over again. I said that that was one of the worst pieces that AEW had ever produced. And then I saw this, mm-hmm. and that made it... That, made, that, that This made that look like one of the greatest segments ever made. It looked like... It made that other segment look like it was up there with uh, Austin coming in with the beer truck. <laughs> like, it just... This was... This was so horrible. What happened to the days of the storylines? So, like the champagne bubbly. So this and the, is, all these wonderful, crazy things. This is true. Oh. AEW has lost that. Oh, they have man. lost creativity in their yes. segments. 
oh, I'm I'm craving for it. They have lost. They have right now. It's backstage interview, backstage interview, backstage interview, sit down interview, stand up interview, upside down interview, promo in the ring. Not much else going on ever. I'm waiting for uh, I'm I'm waiting for a character to come in who is a is a psychologist, and they just like to have that psychologist couch, and they just do interviews on the couch. They have that in WWE. I can't remember what his name is. <laughs> Every once in a while, they bring that guy in, the anger management guy, oh, whatever his name man. is. I can't remember. So yeah, uh, Jade comes out. She starts running everyone down. Says everyone's here for her segment. She's money. She starts ranting about how she's a star because the average consumer would look at her and say she's a star if she was stood next to anyone else in the locker room. She determines who's in the bad. Okay, she goes, I determine who's in the baddies. And I'm like, I'm lost. <laughs> well, I'm like, like what the, the fuck? hell are you? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's your group. Yeah, you indeed do determine who is in your group. And then the camera just cuts to these random people at ringside. <laughs> these random ladies. <sighs> Everyone in the crowd is basically dead silent. And then Bow Wow appears. Who in the <laughs> hell is Bow Wow? Bow Wow was a thing for about 10 minutes when I was about, I don't know, nine years old, I think. Bow Wow was like a teenage rapper at one point. Well, I was living then, and I personally never heard of the guy. Now. Is he coming out you of are not, the woodwork? Or? You are not in the Bow Wow demographic. But you know what? I am also not in the Bow Wow demographic. And just want to check my notes here. There is no Bow Wow demographic. No one gives a shit. We have about more Bow of wow. a demographic than Bow Wow. Bow Wow is the only person <laughs> in the world who's drawn fewer dimes than Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> like, oh, man. Jeff Jarrett and Bow Wow in AEW in 2022. So, again. Twitter isn't real life. No. Just to establish that. Yeah. They had a back and forth on Twitter. Oh, my. Nobody in real life, nobody coming to the show. Nobody cares. Give a fuck. Nope. About nope. fucking Bow Wow. Nope. Or Jeff Jarrett. But he wasn't on the show. But he's going to be on Rampage. So I'm going to complain about him right now. Along with Bow Wow. They're like, what the? Tony Khan, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't. Tony. Tony. Call me, cause there's some there's something going on. There's something going on. I don't know what's happening. You're losing touch. Right. The threat of shit like this being on the show is enough to get people to tune out and never want to come back to it. Right? This is mind numbingly awful. And uh, yeah, so Bow Wow cuts a promo in like a dressing room at a department store. Like there is it's chatter kind of, going on in the background. Yeah. You can't hear what yeah. he's saying. I don't care what he's, he's saying. He's wearing but a Bow Wow t-shirt. He is wearing his own <laughs> his own shirt, right? Yeah. I guess wrestlers do that all the time. But the threat here amongst the silence of the crowd is that Bow Wow is going to show up and wrestle or something. And that is absolutely terrifying we need to get m3w two t-shirts because if bow wow was such a low demographic as bow has yeah we have a higher we, we have higher i think higher viewership than listenership than bow wow than bow wow probably <laughs> so yeah this was up there with the cody wayne segment for one of the worst segments of all time 
We move backstage to Daddy Ass, who's acting like a drill sergeant backstage. He does a promo, which sets up a promo on Rampage. More promos leading to promos. <sighs> the main event of the evening Yay! is the Elite versus Woo! the Death Triangle. <sighs> Match three in the best of seven. The Death Triangle at the start are up two to nothing. Relief. It looks like the look of catharsis on your face. It was just like I have, it was just like the sun coming out after a really bad storm. <laughs> well, Jade's music does say a storm is coming, right? Yes. But here is, <laughs> here is daybreak. Here comes the sun, as George Harrison would say. That's what he wrote it about. He wrote about, he, specifically, he, he looked into the future he did. and he saw that Jade segment and he saw the Death Triangle and the Elite afterwards he and he sat down with his guitar this. and he cranked out a classic. Thank you, George. <laughs> Pac is wearing a mask, which yeah. makes, somehow makes him look even more menacing than he already is. Oh, how could he even see through that? Uh, basically, he couldn't if you I watched know. him through the match. He's just like, right? <laughs> Obviously, he went to the mask store or wherever the fuck you go to buy a mask. And he went, I want that one. And they went, you want to wrestle in that? Well, You're going to have to adjust that constantly. Went, yeah, but it makes me look fucking badass. Was to protect his nose, so they so they said. He did. But, because I guess maybe it probably is reinforced to keep his nose yes, of straight and, and whatever. But you could see that he was like trying to straighten it all the time because the poor guy couldn't but see. But like, yeah, because it covered his entire face. <laughs> like his nose is broken. Usually you go like below... Like to the cheekbone or whatever, yeah. but he didn't. He got like a full <laughs> plastic, like almost like an old school hockey mask, like right, Jason right, or something, right, just yeah. with bigger holes. <laughs> like a goalie mask. Yeah. <laughs> it had the goalie mask strap yeah. at the back, right? That was like the sort of like center and it spiders out. Poor guy. It looked awesome though. So I understand why he went with it. They brawl on the ramp immediately. Uh, it is immediately awesome. Uh, the hammer comes out early as Matt Jackson accidentally takes out the ref on the outside. Uh, Fenix, who is now anti-hammer, last time we saw him, he was pro-hammer, now he is anti-hammer, uh, tries to wrestle it away from his brother and gets V-triggered for his efforts. So yeah, Pack is constantly adjusting the mask. It, this match goes on for a bit. There's a bunch of flippy, cool shit. It's awesome. Go watch the match. Stop what you're doing right now. Go watch it. We'll be here when you get back. You can cut everything else out, except maybe for the Brian Danielson match and whatever and just skip to this <laughs> that's right watch the brawl see william regal get laid out go to this match if you haven't watched it we'll stop right now and let you go oh my god i'm so glad they're back it's like oh and i'm so you know what they can have this like every week for the next two years these guys the best of 365 <laughs> matches <laughs> what are you booking a <laughs> wwe program what that's the hell right. Right, uh, just a, just amazing and awesome to watch, and it just made everything that happened up to this point okay. Now, because I'm watching this, the finish, as the kids would say these days, is creative as fuck. <laughs> uh, Pack has Nick Jackson down. Kenny Omega is being held back by Phoenix. Pack tries the Black Arrow, his finisher, but Nick Jackson gets his knees up, but Pack's head lands directly. <laughs> On Nick Jackson's knees, knocking him out, of course, because he has the face injury. One, two, three, Nick Jackson pins Pack as Omega has reversed this and now is holding Phoenix back. This was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Constantly 
creative. My eyes were glued through the whole match. It was great. Loved it. So, yeah, uh, Nick Jackson looks like he just won the lottery <laughs> as he gets up. He can't believe it. He he, he pinned somebody off of putting his knees up. But it makes sense, uh, given Pac's injuries. So, yeah, it was great. Mom, what was your match of the night? The main event, Death Triangle versus the Elite. Woohoo! Awesome. Mom, my match of the night is Dax Harwood versus Brian Danielson. I really liked it. Yeah. These look, both these matches were great. I just, uh, I really felt the energy uh, in that one, even though it meant basically nothing at the end of the day. It was nice. It was just an excellent match. And I love Dax Harwood and Danielson. Mom, who was your MVP of the evening? Brian Danielson. Actually. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Great match. Excellent concern. Planting seeds yes. to eventually take on MJF. Something we didn't talk about before because I got caught up ranting about other stuff, is that when MJF talks about threatening to take the title away, my idea originally was, you know, he's going to hold the title for a year. After that promo, I think he needs to drop it immediately. Yes. Right? It made me it, it made me so concerned about the actual status of the title that I think, like, he should, that he should drop it immediately and then win it back closer uh, to the date to have him set some other feud. But that's not going to happen because they just introduced a customized title. So this is going right. to go on. For quite a long time. There we go. Yeah. And they're not going to have that champion wrestle on TV, and there's 13 belts with the ROH to whatever. But let's be positive. <laughs> Speaking of which, Mom, who was your least impressive performer of the year? Well, we all know who that is. All right. Jade. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Fuck, that was bad. She never. That was really bad. She never ceases to, uh, to amaze me. That's all I have. To I hate say. to say it, but like it's just so just creatively nonsense. They have bow wow, and that is her fault because she's on Twitter mouthing off with bow wow. Is cares? she? No one cares. Are they friends? I don't know. Are they an item? They're know. not an item. Oh. Like she's married with kids. Oh, oh, is she? yeah. yeah she I know she has a daughter, she... but I didn't know yeah. she was married. Like I, I like she seems great. People talk highly about her. I just like her character is no. It's such a character. I have nothing against her personally. At if all. she was better, if she was wrestling better it's, matches with better talent. It's just what they're doing with her. No, mm. no, no. Mom. Yes. It is December 1st. It's birthday time. Yes. So from here on out, uh, at the beginning of every month, I guess the first week of every month, Mom is going to go through the uh, wrestling birthdays. Yes. Of the month. And uh, if I'd have known that, I would have made some music or an intro for it. So let's see here. Go over the birthdays. 14 birthdays in December. 14. 14. And a couple of people actually share birthdays. All right. So John Moxley and Matt Menard are December 7th babies. Woo! Congratulations to the former champion. Satnam Singh, Sunny Kiss, The Butcher, and Eddie Kingston. Eddie they Kingston. They both share a birthday on December 12th. The Butcher and Eddie the, Kingston? And Eddie Kingston. Lee Johnson of the Nightmare Family, and of course the late great Brody Lee. Of course, December sixteenth. Oh. So we must honor the late great John Huber, Anthony Owens, Claudio Anthony Bowens. As- of oh, the acclaimed, but Bowens. Mom hates the acclaimed. So why would <laughs> she get it right? Sorry. <laughs> Everyone loves the acclaimed, hey. except Mom. Hey, I'm a real person. I make mistakes. <gasps> Anthony Bowens, Claudio. 
Claudio, oh. December 17th. And guess who has a birthday on Christmas Day? Tony Khan. Miro. Miro. M-I-A. Yes. Where the fuck's Miro been? I don't know, but he's a he's a Christmas Day baby. So Poor congratulations. Guy. Yeah, actually, yeah. Mine's what the fuck's exactly going on? a month away. And it was hard enough having it exactly a month away before Christmas. Never mind your birthday on Christmas Day. Uh, Justin Roberts and Ray Fenix. Congratulations. Think- Happy birthday. Hey, congratulations. To all these wrestlers and wrestling personalities and wrestling adjacent people having birthdays in December. Do you yes. think uh, before the birthday party, Justin Roberts does a reading of the rules? <laughs> and now for the rules <laughs> of my party. And whose birthday is it today? Mine, Justin Roberts. <laughs> yeah, he gives himself. He gives himself <laughs> an intro. Justin. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> From here, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> uh, he's a great announcer. He is. Yes. He is a good announcer. That uh, the lady, that really intense lady from uh, WWE, I don't know her name because we don't watch regularly. Yeah, she's good too. She's passionate. Yes. She is quite passionate. <laughs> just, they're just anger and fire within her. Well, That's you need to because. Scary. You know, she may have to like really project her voice out because some people's voice booms, but you know a lot of women's voices are not. So in NXT and then on SmackDown, WWE had this ring announcer called I think Greg Hamilton, who was fucking excellent. And then he worked himself into a shoot on Twitter and got fired. Aww. Now they got this other lady who's pretty good. Mom, it's that time of the night where we put your trivia knowledge to the test in something we call. Timeline trivia. Ooh. And there is Gorgeous George throwing out the gold Gorgeous Georgie pin. See me, I'm real plain and simple and direct. They call me horror. Everybody knows it. I don't have to say what I am because I've done it. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, whoo, right here. I'm the Man. You are a sniveling little suck-up sellout full of suffering succotash, son! That's right, it's Timeline Trivia! Trivia questions about wrestling history in the past, the present, the future, the distant future, to the heat death of the universe. I don't know. Four questions! Four bonus questions. Four Eight questions. Because I may have forgotten to write a fifth question. Yeah, I'm just saying you're letting me off easy this week. <laughs> we'll see here in a second. But yes, it's time for timeline trivia question number one. Mom, who is the current WWE champion? MJF. Mom, who is the current WWE <laughs> champion? <laughs> Sorry. It just never comes to mind. WWE? Sorry. Well, uh, uh Roman Reigns. Oh, my. Yeah, because it's, it's like. That is correct. I think you asked me five years ago and wasn't the same answer. <laughs> He's been champion oh on and off for my entire life, basically. <sighs> I've grown up in the reign of the Roman reign of terror. <laughs> Mom, bonus question. 
In 2016, Roman Reigns and Triple H headlined WrestleMania 32 at AT&T Stadium in Texas, where WWE claimed an attendance of 101,763 people. That's not I don't believe the it. number, but no. it's pretty high, but it's not that number. I think it was probably in the 90s or something, but they like to, you know, they fluff it up. However, the actual attendance record for the stadium of 104,793 was set by which country artist? Garth Brooks, George Strait, or Shania Twain? Garth Brooks. You think Garth Brooks? I think it would make sense to me that it would be Garth Brooks. He's got 104,793 friends in low places. Yeah. Is what you think. I'm afraid you're going to tell me it's Shania Twain. Is it Shania Twain? George Strait. Oh, okay, I accept that. On the Cowboy Rides Away tour, his his farewell to touring. Has he toured since then? I don't know. I don't care enough to look it up. <laughs> I, nothing wrong with George. Nothing wrong with Well, I don't know him personally. There could be tons of stuff that I don't know about about George Strait. But I will say, I don't mind a George Strait song. Yep. That's all right. It's great. Mom, question two. In what country was Rowdy Roddy Piper born? Canada. That was fast? He's you Canadian. Think Canada. You think he's Canadian? I thought he was born in Canada. Maybe he grew up in, in, in Manitoba. So it's not a Chris Jericho situation. He was actually born in... Canada. I thought he was born in... He's Canada. He's Canadian. He, he is Canadian. He is the <laughs> he's essence. Canada. He bleeds maple syrup. <laughs> he's a friend of the moose and the beaver. You are correct. Love me some Rowdy Roddy. I miss you, Rowdy. Like us, he is Canadian. Yep. He is from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Manitoba. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba, like Chris Jericho. Bonus question. Which is farther north, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, or Winnipeg, Manitoba? Winnipeg. You think Winnipeg is... I think it is. Really? Saskatoon. Oh, I haven't looked at the Canadian map lately. Yeah, it's because normally when you look at a map, you're looking at it flat. But if you look at a globe in the way, like... Because well, like I was Canada, thinking... The top of yeah. Canada curves, like not the top yeah. of Canada, but, you know... I was thinking Saskatoon border, was more closer to the border than slightly Winnipeg. higher north. It is... Winnipeg, yep. Oh, to be wrong about my own country. That's How sad. dare you? How dare you? We're going to take away your citizenship. <laughs> right? You still have an American passport, so they'll let you in, but you can't stay anymore. <laughs> which could be a blessing in disguise, depending on where you go these days. Mom, yeah. question three. <laughs> what decade was the WWE slash WWF intercontinental title established? The Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. What decade? Yes. 90s? 1990s, not 1890s, so but like, the 1990s. Like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, <laughs> Sublime. 1990s. Family Matters, and the Intercontinental title. <laughs> <laughs> right? Rose to prominence. That's right. Pokemon. Po true Pokemon. <laughs> Correct. Uh, all those uh, good what toys. else? Jinkos. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what else? And if the NWA. <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? 
1979. Really? The inaugural I was just a young Intercontinental Champion was Pat Patterson. I was just a young Mom, bonus question. The AEW Intercontinental title equivalent, the All-Atlantic title, current holder, Orange Cassidy, features six flags on the belt. How many of those countries actually border the Atlantic Ocean? Three. Three of them. Close. No cigar. Four Four? actually border. So there's China and Japan, which are on the belt, which, of course, are in the Pacific Ocean the last time I checked. Mom, question four. Mom, tonight you saw an awesome match between Dax Harwood of FTR and Brian Danielson. Name Dax's tag team partner the other half of FTR. Name him? Yep. Dax Harwood. The other guy, the guy with hair. Dax Harwood and QT Marshall. Oh, God. No, no. Don't wish that on my boy. Dax Dax Harwood Harwood. and Butch Cassidy. I don't know. (laughs) Butch Cassidy. Sundance Sundance Dax. (laughs) Oh, I hate that. That makes me look bad. There's a point where people couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> in, in WWE, people would literally chant, which one's uh, Dash, which one's Dawson, when those were their names uh, back then. But no, it is Cash Wheeler. Cash Wheeler. Cash Wheeler. And part of the reason you don't know this is because he never wrestles singles matches on TV yeah, like Dax so, does. Right? right? So I don't know if he just doesn't want to or, you know, just into it, but he's a good Wheeler. wrestler. Sorry, well. Cash. Cash Wheeler. So, Mom, bonus question, final question of the night. Where in North Carolina do FTR and Edge live? In our beautiful state of North Carolina. Where do they live? Fayetteville. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) Fayetteville? I mean, they're a little Um. classier than that. Wow, you think you think very Boone. very lowly of <laughs> Boone. 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 I can't even say it like that. Bone. Callowee. 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 Shout out to Western Carolina University. Not My sponsored. Alma, yeah, definitely not sponsored. I sponsored them, if anything. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, no. Asheville. They live in Asheville. Asheville's nice. Yeah, Asheville's nice. It's one of the nicer. It's yeah. probably the nicest. Honestly, it's, a, it's probably the nicest place to live. It's a college, college, touristy, tourist town. But it is in the winter. Got it's built more. Yeah. Maybe they can get a AEW can <laughs> can shoot live yeah. from the Biltmore Estate. Hey, I was close. I said Boone. Boone. Like you said it like that. Five Boone. minutes. It's 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 there. It's like right right with Asheville. It's not five minutes. It's away. five minutes up a very long mountain road <laughs> <laughs> where you can. Where yeah, it's you a can, quick dash. Yeah. Through where you can buy <laughs> all, buy boiled peanuts. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> tourist trinkets. That's true. It's basically like the further you go up into the mountains, the more like Myrtle Beach it becomes. <laughs> right. Just just a crazy tourist trap. <sighs> All right. But talking about traps, Mom, next week <laughs> we will return 
with our review of WWE SmackDown <laughs> from fucking wherever. Prepare yourself. For something. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. I guess. I don't know. And then maybe reviews of both shows. But this has already gone like one hour and ten minutes. I don't know how, how I'm gonna fit two shows uh, into an hour if I do this. <sighs> Who knows what's going to transpire. But next week, we're gonna dip our toes into Vince McMahon's old bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> Should I leave that in? No. <laughs> Don't leave that in. I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> no, one, no one listens to this anyway. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm, that's staying. That's funny. All right. Oh, that's that's disgusting. So I guess I should say, Mom. Yes, son. I'm sorry I made you watch wrestling. Well, son. There's going to be a big empty space waiting under the Christmas tree this year.